What is up? Welcome to Stick to Football Live. We're going to have a fun show for you all today. Welcome. If you're a sticky or if you're new, we're happy to have you here. Matt, Mello, and Connor Rogers. We're going to play some games today, fellas. Cash or trash. This is where I give you guys the rumors that scouts and general managers are blowing my phone up with. And you get to say if I'm being lied to or not. Or if you actually believe the rumors that are coming out as the silly season one week before the draft. I have the advantage up. because I can see. You can see my phone, right? So he's cheating over here. And then because it is a draft re-week here at uh, redraft week. That's how we say it. Redraft <laughs> week here at Bleacher Report. We're going to redraft some superstars from previous drafts. And I'm going to correct some of the problems that my favorite team San Francisco 49ers made. And then, of course, we're going to end it with draft on draft. That's where you can leave your questions right here in the comment stream below Stick Football Live. And we will answer those questions at the end of the show, fellas. I did want to ask, though, what are you doing with that stimulus money that you're getting? Did you? Yours is Oof. coming, right? Where's that $1,200 going? I don't, I don't know, know if I'm allowed to say it on the Bleacher Report app. You finally getting that Josh Allen tattoo? Nope. Oh, definitely not doing that's that. That's where my money's going. You can pay for my tattoo? Yes. Please do, Connor. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know about it. Some of, uh, yeah, the stimulus money, uh, I don't know. TBD, I don't think we could say it on the show this time. Right. Uh, Not for me. Don't get one. So you guys enjoy your money. Have fun with that. Um, but remember to follow us in the Bleacher Report app Stick Football stream. We did a mailbag yesterday. Got over 800 questions, the three of us. So uh, just one more way that you can interact with us here at Stick to Football as we do get prepared for the NFL draft, which is in just one week. But guys, I do want to get into the cash or trash rumors because things are heating up as we get closer to Thursday night when the draft kicks off. And this is a time of year you don't know who to believe or what to believe. And I've shared this story before. Last year at this time is when someone from the Giants said, hey, Daniel Jones, go there with your mock draft. I didn't believe him because I didn't think they were dumb enough to do that. They turned around, they made Daniel Jones a top 10 pick. So sometimes even you hear things and don't believe it. But let's kick it off here this year. The biggest one, and we'll go to another quarterback like Daniel Jones, who was the number two quarterback last year. This guy, Justin Herbert, expected to be the number two quarterback drafted by the Miami Dolphins. Mello, you get to go first here, buddy. Cash or trash on this one? The more I hear it, the more I'm buying into this one. I'm going cash with this one. I, I think that the the rumors around Tua and the hip and the injuries and maybe even a failed physical, there's a lot going on, and they haven't re- really been able to double-check it. So I'm going to go cash on this one. I do think we see the Dolphins take Justin Herbert next Thursday. Guys, I'm going to roll this one up and throw it in the trash, but I'm a little nervous that come draft night, I'll be pulling it right back out. Because when you look at this, the rumors have been circulating around Herbert and the Dolphins now for quite some time. I just think we're going to see a situation where they played this very correctly in a scenario where they were not forced to trade up for Tua Tungabailoa. So if Tua is sitting there at five, I think that's the direction the Dolphins will ultimately go. But if there are health concerns that we are not privy to, you could definitely see them going one more down the board and taking Herbert. But right now it's going to be trash for me. I wish I had dollar bills to throw up in the air when I think something's cash. I actually do. Stimulus money. Stimulus money. There it goes. It's in the air. I actually do believe this one. I think it's cash. But we've said before, this could also be like the best executed smokescreen. This is like two years deep on the inception that Chris Greer is doing as GM of the Miami Dolphins. So it would not shock me if it is a smokescreen. But I'll tell you everyone in the NFL right now believes this. It's not just coming out of Miami. It's you talk to people like, Buffalo, New England, who know Twitter that doesn't believe it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Twitter, I'm sure Giants fans a year ago didn't believe that Daniel Jones was going to be the pick either, and it happened, so. right? So people, until the night of the draft, didn't believe us when we said Kyler Murray was going to be the first pick. So 
listen and learn Twitter users, right? The second rumor, and this one I know is going to get my boys heated because this is a player we actually disagree on a little bit. Florida cornerback C.J. Henderson, a projected top 10 pick. And guys, something we heard back in the Senior Bowl when Atlanta Falcons' Jim Thomas Dimitrov was on this very program, he said they had pick 16 for now. So you get a two-parter here. Does Henderson go in the top 10, guys? And do the Falcons maybe trade up to get him at one of these spots? There's a lot of smoke coming out about the Falcons maybe trading up. And I think we uh, were able to break that back in January for those of you that remember. I'm going to take, I'm going to take cash on this one too. I I do think that CJ Henderson, if it's not the Falcons, it could be the Jaguars and and they're sitting there at number nine. I don't know if they let him pass. I really love CJ Henderson. I've been leading this case for a long time now. You can see him. He can tackle, but his ball skills, like we talked about the other day, are amazing. He can get his hands up there. He can make plays. I love the way he scrapes through catches. I really like CJ Henderson and I think the NFL starting to come around on him too. I'm saying cash. I think we see him go in the top 10. And I was very late to the C.J. Henderson party, but I'm going to go cash here as well, guys. I think Henderson has had a really nice process. I think, listen, do I value him as a top 10 player? I'm not there just yet. But when you look at it, it felt like for a while he was an end of round one corner. And then you get to go to the combine. The guy runs in the four threes. He's got great size. I think his mentality might be a little different than the Florida DBs we've seen bust over the years, and that might have separated him or at least pushed him up as the NFL's solidified corner two. Matt, I know you said there's been some buzz. Some teams actually like him as the best overall corner, which is very, very interesting to me. But I think the most important takeaway here is I am buying that C.J. Henderson goes in the top ten of this draft. I really thought there was going to be a virtual fight over the over the call here between you two, but I'm happy. This is a guy Mello was on very early. Connor, like you said, this is the time of year where we're actually home and we can get caught up. Well, of course we're home right now, but you get caught up on tape and you find guys that maybe you like or dislike more than you expected. I'm going cash on this as well. It might not be the Falcons. Guys, I think the, the Panthers could just stay at seven and draft him. You lose James Bradbury, just draft C.J. Henderson, and, and then we look at, at teams like the Jaguars at nine. You lose Jalen Ramsey. You lose A.J. Boyd. You have gigantic needs at corner. And we've talked about how there's so much depth at wide receiver. Well, the Jags pick again at 20. So you could just wait and get your receiver at 20 and get a a player I believe is a shutdown corner. As to why I think we're seeing C.J. Henderson rise, guys, he can play man coverage, 4-3-9 at 6'1". He's ready to play in man coverage. I think that's ready. ready. Let's talk about that. Do Do we think the Falcons can even come up and have a chance to get him? Because I really don't see the window for that. I, I struggle to find what the Falcons would give up to do this because they is not a team that's loaded with draft capital, which we, they did this last year. They, they drafted a center, and they traded up, and then they got uh, Caleb McGarry at the end of round one. We've seen Tom Dimitrov be a little crazy before. He'll mortgage the future to do that. Um, I, I don't know that, like you said, Connor, I don't know that there's a realistic spot for them unless Carolina wants to trade out. You usually don't see trades within the division, though. So then it would be Arizona, maybe at eight, would want to trade back. But they want Derek Brown so badly is what we're also hearing. So I don't know if that's a candidate, too. But it might not even be C.J. Henderson. It, it could be a Javon Kinlaw or a Derek Brown. Uh, when Dimitrov was down there at the Senior Bowl looking at these guys. Yeah, Javon Kinlaw would be a homewrecker in that defense uh, next to Grady Jarrett. All right, the last rumor for you guys, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle from Georgia, and that's an important distinction, that he played left tackle over the last two years. 
will be the first tackle drafted and a top 10 pick, especially top 10 pick, something that we're hearing uh, throughout this week, guys. Uh, my nugget on this, and I'll, I'll go to you guys in just a bit for your cash or trash on this. We have a lot of tackles. Jedrick Wills, Tristan Warfs both played right tackle in college. Mekhi Becton, a developmental player, huge upside, a lot of potential, but he's not NFL ready right now. We're seeing reports that the NFL season could be shortened. It could be delayed. There might not be rookie mini camps. There might not be OTAs. The game readiness of Andrew Thomas, a two-year starter left tackle in the SEC, that I think is why teams are starting to lean that direction. And you look at these guys, these other guys, they played right tackle. Becton probably should play right tackle to start in the NFL. I think Andrew Thomas is the most pro-ready left tackle, but I'm saying trash on this one. I think the, the upside of guys like Wills and Wirfs is still there, that I don't see Andrew Thomas in the, fir- in the top ten. I like him. Number three tackle on this, in this class, I would take him very high, but I still think he's behind Wirfs and Wills, and I don't think that's going to land him in the top ten. I'm saying trash on this one, boys. I'm going to go cash here, guys, and it kind of goes back to the points Matt made with Andrew Thomas. I think when you look at it, he arrives at Georgia as a true freshman. He starts at right tackle the entire season, and he's a freshman All-American. That's extremely, extremely impressive to me. Then the next two years he flips over to left tackle permanent team captain in 2019 this guy is a pro ready player from day one we are not going to have otas we are not going to have minicamp those things are going to be done as a virtual training session for players and that's really not good enough for most rookie offensive linemen but thomas is an exception now am i sitting here saying he's going to go four to the new york giants i don't believe that but 10 to the cleveland browns would that surprise me not at all when you look at thomas this is one of the guys one of the rare instances where the pandemic actually might really work in his favor for his draft status. That's a very good point. I'm going to cash on this. Maybe not that he's OT1, but I do think he'll be a top 10 pick. I would not rule out Dave Gettleman just going crazy here and drafting Andrew Thomas. Like, we need a left tackle. We need a left tackle. I know we've been saying Isaiah Simmons. I still believe that'll be the pick. But uh, anything Dave Gettleman does, none of it surprises me because all of it surprises me. I mean, we'll find out in the next week if he's going to. Right. We'll we'll definitely hear about it. We'll definitely hear about it. Still love all our Giants fans. Absolutely do. Don't forget, you can send in your draft on draft questions. Just leave a comment right here on the live stream if you're watching this in the Bleacher Report app. And hopefully you are because we're here every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday now. Today's show is sponsored by Jake from State Farm. Did I get that right? Oh, no. No, not Jake from State Farm. Not the former Georgia quarterback that I'm projecting to be selected in the second round of this year's draft. State Farm offers incomparable home and auto insurance along with amazing customer service through the State Farm mobile app. Jake from offers a very high football IQ and will stay tough in the pocket no matter what. No word on what types of home and auto insurance he offers, though, guys. Thanks to State Farm for supporting Stick to Football. Fun fact, I actually have State Farm. He's probably got the khakis on, too. Jay definitely is rocking some khakis and a polo. Now it is time for our superstar redraft because it is NFL Redraft Week here at Bleacher Report. So we're imagining what could have been. Like if my favorite player in the NFL, George Kittle, had been drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars instead of my beloved 49ers. It's, it's painful to think about. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to think about some of these superstars oh, getting redrafted painful, to different teams. To I mean, <laughs> my team has been doing pretty good in the draft. So uh, redraft week, though, I'm looking forward to maybe some better landing spots for some of these superstars. Millie, you're right. Your team has done well in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs. But since we're redrafting things and we're looking specifically, I am at the 2017 NFL draft. When the Cleveland Browns had the first pick, they took Miles Garrett. Turned out pretty well, right? 
But the San Francisco 49ers owned the number two pick in this draft, Melo. Imagine Super Bowl LIV, but instead of quarterbacking the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is taking the San Francisco 49ers to the sixth Lombardi Trophy. If they hadn't traded the pick and it just made the right selection, Mahomes all across the Bay Area, I would be rocking a 15 right now. That wouldn't be Jerry Rice and Joe Montana behind us. We'd have a Mahomes picture. So what might have been there with Patty in San Francisco? And then, uh, Mello, uh, I, I know this breaks your heart, but the Texas Tech legend just throwing. He, he could have thrown to Michael Crabtree. It would have been perfect. No, I, I'm not here for this at all. I I get to live this Super Bowl LIV championship with the one. right team. So I, I hate your redraft here. Sorry, Connor. I just had to rub that one in. You are up, my man. I absolutely love this. Look at Mahomes just slinging it around in college. Not much has changed. The dude is absolutely fearless. And Matt, I know uh, there's a little homer in that one for you. I know you'd like to see good old Pat leading the Niners. But I, I'm going to go here with the Green Bay Packers. They took, this is just last year in 2019, Green Bay took Rashawn Gary. Now I know he was a little banged up as a rookie, not very productive, and hopefully the Packers do get more out of him going forward. But I'm going to flip the switch here. A guy that teams waited on very, very long, and that is DK Metcalf, who had to wait till the end of the second round to go to Seattle. I understand there were some medical concerns with DK. There was also some route development concerns. But what he does best, we saw with Seattle this year, and I think we would have saw it with Green Bay. God, he is absolute beauty in that Packers uniform. That just looks looks great in that uniform. A seamless transition right there with DK. This is a team, as Aaron Rodgers gets older, that really needs a vertical target down the field, a big body guy. We know Devontae Adams is probably the best route runner in all of football. Great hands, can do everything in, you know, underneath and intermediate, and he could play, you know, down the field as well. But we know DK wins over the top over and over again. This would have made life a lot easier on their older quarterback. And I think it's a reason we're going to see Green Bay target wide receivers very early and often in this year's draft. And like we've said before on this show, you look at who the Packers have targeted. Targeted at receiver, it's those big physical guys. So I think that one yep. does make sense, and it's another good fit. I, I won't sell out completely on the fact that DK Metcalf was one of the best receivers in this class. He shouldn't have fallen to the end of the second round, but that's right. a great fit in Green Bay, just like it is in Seattle for him to go there. I'm going to give you a running back, Christian McCaffrey, who I think is the best running back in the NFL right now. I'm going to redraft him where he should have went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars needed a running back, and they took Leonard Fournette in that draft. You have Christian McCaffrey, who has completely changed an offense. If Christian McCaffrey is still with the Jaguars, Nick Foles might still be with the Jaguars. Hell, Blake Bortles might still be with the Jaguars. (laughs) If he had a guy like this, Christian McCaffrey, to throw to and hand the ball off to. Uh, First three years in the NFL, he has over 2,500 yards rushing. And 2,500 yards receiving. This guy's a beast. He doesn't get talked about enough at the running back position. I know he just got his extension, but this is a special talent. Ed's son, McCaffrey here, he can do everything. Catch the ball, run for speed, redrafting him to the Jaguars. The Jaguars would be ecstatic with this pick. Yeah, he should have won the Heisman Trophy. Let's just also throw yes. that out. While we're at it, while we're fixing things, 
He should have won the Heisman Trophy. Vince Young should have. Well, all right, I'm going to stay with 2017. If Mahomes is off the board to the Niners, will the Bears still have the number three pick in this draft? They don't trade up for mistake Mitch Trubisky. Instead, they draft another player who should have won the Heisman, Deshaun Watson from Clemson. Listen, we all overthought, or at least I did. I'll raise my hand. I overthought Deshaun Watson. I thought, man, this skinny quarterback threw a lot of picks that last year. He also threw like 500 passes in that final year at Clemson. We forget that this is a dude who was like Michael Jordan beating Alabama when no one beat Alabama back in the day. So I apologize to Deshaun Watson, making it up for you. I'm getting you away from Bill O'Brien here. You're welcome. And you get to go play for the Chicago Bears, who, man, he would have been such a great fit in that offense. I was going to say, who loses in this spot? Deshaun Watson gets to go to a legendary franchise like the Bears away from Bill O'Brien, who's just dismantling the Houston franchise right now. And Bears fans get a an absolute star at quarterback. So I love that switch there, Matt. And I'm going to go back to wide receiver again for mine with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys remember when they took Terrell Edmonds in the first round? And I think all of us kind of looked at each other like, whoa, that seems like a reach. Well, let's fix that mistake and go with Cortland Sutton instead, who ended up going in the second round and now looks like a number one wide receiver in Denver. When you have Juju and Cortland Sutton in the same offense, whatever quarterback comes in after Big Ben would just be walking into a great situation. So I think for the Steelers, who are another historic franchise, but their first rounders have been very hit or miss over the years. A little bit of a roller coaster. They do, you know, their best work, what seems to be on day two and beyond. So fixing one of these first round mistakes in Terrell Edmonds and getting another playmaker for their offense would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm going to stick with the offensive side of the ball, too. And I think I'm going to piss off some of our Ravens fans because I'm going to redraft with the NFL MVP from last year. I'm going to take him at number 10 overall. I think you look back uh, at that draft class. You had the Baker Mayfields, you had the Sam Darnolds, Josh Allen. I think a lot of those teams are still kind of happy with what they had at quarterback. And a lot of other teams didn't really need a quarterback. So I'm going to give him to the Arizona Cardinals. And the reason why I'm giving him to the Cardinals, just imagine if they didn't take Josh Rosen, if they took Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and then we're in the same position next year, you've landed yourself Lamar Jackson and Nick Bosa in consecutive years. You're a Super Bowl contender now. Yeah. You're welcome, Arizona Cardinals. And he would be so fun in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Yeah, Because he's just a more explosive Kyler Murray. You could have got Kingsbury to go there in early... Uh, you know, earlier than he did when he thought, oh, I can draft Kyler Murray. I can maybe stick with Josh Rosen. But if you have Lamar Jackson in that offense with everything spread out, Larry Fitzgerald to throw the ball to, the Cardinals have set up themselves up very nicely. And as you can see here, guy was already a Cardinal once. I was going to say, watching him in college, those are some of the best highlights we've seen in recent memory. And if you can't get enough of those, dial it all the way back to when he was playing high school ball in Florida. It gets even more ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the most fun players in the NFL to watch. Um, and God, putting him in Kingsbury's. John Harbaugh has done the right thing, but putting him in in Kingsbury's offense would be getting unfair. him to the NFC is very important. Yeah, that Chiefs fans like get him out of here. Get him out of here. All right, we have three draft on draft questions. The hottest. Most fired questions from the BR app, which is where you guys can submit these when we're live uh, on set here. The first one from Coco9. That's a great username. What receivers would be the best fit for the Indianapolis Colts with the picks they have? Reminder, they traded 13 overall for DeForest Buckner, but they do have two picks in the second round, guys. I'm a big Michael Pittman Jr. fan from USC. I know we've had him going, you know, in the 40s and 50s. But Michael Pittman Jr., if he's there, I I think he's like the fifth or sixth best receiver in this class. I know there's some love for Denzel Mims, K.J. Hamler, Jalen Rager. 
I want the size and playmaking ability of Michael Pittman. Yeah, I was going to go with size and playmaking ability too, but I think at pick 34 overall, you still have T. Higgins probably on the board there. We did our over-unders on Monday. I think that we can see a receiver fall in this draft, and people say, I don't want the fifth-best receiver, not in the first round, and that puts him right there in that spot to be taken by the Colts. Or, you know, another guy that has not had a great process but kind of fits the mold of that Paris Campbell-type receiver is LaVisca Chenault. I don't know if maybe they want both of those guys or maybe they weren't happy with what they had with Campbell, but I think that he's athletic enough that he could still be in play in the second round. Yeah, I love the options you guys mentioned, and I'll move it to round number three or four then. I think if you're looking for a possession guy, you're going to look at Van Jefferson, maybe Brian Edwards to get some more size. Edwards kind of feels like the, you know, the knockoff version maybe of T. Higgins in this class or Denzel Mims. He doesn't necessarily have the best athleticism, but a guy that catches everything around him. So, and, and you bring up a great point, Mello. Paris Campbell, what are their expectations of him in year two after a lost rookie season? Because if they feel good about what he can bring to the table as a speed element, then you're going to take guys off the board like KJ Hamler, Jalen Rager, those guys that are speed guys, maybe they're not going to look at them as much and go for more size later on in this draft. Yeah, I think this the really intriguing team. Do they go quarterback somewhere? They have holes to fill pass rushers as well. All right, second question from Pez1011. Do the Patriots draft a quarterback this year or stick with Jarrett Stidham? If they draft a quarterback, who do they choose and in what round? I'm just going to turn to Mello and let him take it away on this one. Short answer? Absolutely not. They do not draft a quarterback because they have their quarterback of the future. I know that he didn't get a lot of reps behind Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. But he's still a damn good quarterback with Jared Stidham. This is the guy who's number one quarterback for me. I don't yeah. know if I've said that lately. I've heard it. <laughs> but I do think that we saw enough with him. He fell to the fourth round. I don't care. You can give me crap for it. I still think he's a good quarterback. He sat behind Brady for a year. He looked really good in the preseason, which doesn't mean much. But I don't think they've put themselves in a position this offseason to go after a quarterback. And I think Belichick still doesn't want to eat that humble pie and say, oh, I was so reliant on Tom Brady. He was so good. He was everything. I think he's going to roll out with a rookie this year and Brian Hoyer backing him up and say, hey, look, Tampa Bay, I can still win with this young quarterback over here who's not nearly the quarterback you were. Tampa Bay, it'll never, ever sound good. Stop trying to make it a thing, (laughs) Tom Brady. I'm 50-50 on this one. Bill Belichick has a little Gruden in him where he has an obsession with collecting these day three quarterbacks over and over again. I think three of them are actually coaches in the NFL right now, if you search that far back. So, I could see them taking a Jake Fromm if he's there in round three just because high IQ guy, doesn't turn the ball over, all of those things that New England is kind of notorious for loving, but they don't have to take one because you got Hoyer backing up Stidham going into the year. So I don't think they'll be over aggressive. It would shock me if you know they moved up to 15 or whatever it is for a guy like Jordan Love. I think they'll sit there and be very patient in this class. The thing that stands out to me is that what they didn't do. It's not so much what they have done, it's what they didn't do. They didn't go after, you know, any of the quarterbacks who are available. No. We kept hearing like, oh, maybe they'll be maybe they'll go after XYZ, Marcus Mariota, whoever it might be. They didn't go after any quarterbacks. The only player they've added is Brian Hoyer, someone who's like a second coach. I mean, he's a, backing up Josh McDaniels basically as your quarterbacks coach. That to me points to them liking Jarrett Stidham. They have been connected to a lot of quarterbacks. They were connected to a lot of quarterbacks the last two years. And Stidham apparently was their guy. So I don't think they draft a quarterback. I mean, it would be cool to see them go Anthony Gordon in the sixth round just to give someone like that a shot, a Cole McDonald in the seventh round. But I would be very, very surprised uh, if they do pick one that early. All right, we got one more 
question in here, it looks like. Maybe two. Connor Rogers fan. Connor wow, Rogers I've fan made account. It. In the Bleacher Report <laughs> app. Chance, this, and they say that this has to be you. I'm convinced this is actually you. Would you put this in right now? Putting comments in while Mello's on camera. Come on. Come Chance Don't underestimate Tampa me right now. Bay. What are the chances Tampa Bay trades up and takes Andrew Thomas from under the Jets' nose? This is actually So Connor's how is this Connor, my fan account? Don't make a burner account. Just ask. <laughs> right. Send me a text, man. I'll answer the it, question. How is it do I my think fan the account? Do it? Yeah. And they're coming up with scenarios that would just crush me. This is not how this yeah, works I, at all. <laughs> it might be ironic. All right. When you look at it, though, Connor, you yes, take it away. there is a chance. There is a chance Tampa Bay comes up in this trap for a tackle. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little surprised that they haven't reached out to a veteran option, maybe like Jason Peters or somebody that, you know, can come in and give you a year protecting Tom Brady. That alone tells me that Tampa feels good where they're sitting at to get a tackle, whether they like Josh Jones or Austin Jackson more than not just us, but the general, you know, draft consensus values them more in the 18 to 30 range, or they are going to be super aggressive and go, hey, We got a two-year window right now. All that capital in the future, throw it in the trash. It goes back to the cash or trash segment. We're going to jump the Browns, the Jets. They need tackles. I'm very, very nervous and curious to see what Tampa does. I think there's a possibility, but again, it goes back to the draft capital argument of you signed 43-year-old Tom Brady. Do you really want to mortgage that many picks to go get a tackle when, like, they feel decent about their left tackle? So, yeah, you like to, obviously, you like it better, but they feel like they're okay with Donovan Smith. So, I don't, I don't see them making that aggressive of a move. I think, if anything, they would rather have that second round pick to get another running back, someone to help Brady, because Ronald Jones has been very, very inconsistent to date in his career. Uh, last question from our guy, Jared Brown, and this is one for all our fantasy football fans. Who are some day three offensive skill guys that can make an impact as a rookie? So you're talking like deep sleeper, 14th round, there's two beers left in the fridge, and it's time to make some picks in your fantasy team. You can remember these names. I'm going to cheat and go first. Lynn Bowden and Adam Trotman. I think both players, Bowden is just going to get touches. I think we can see him helping the return game. A player we've had on this show before. We all love the tenacity, the fire that he plays with. And our guy, Adam Kramer, has a killer story about him that you can see in the BR app. So I think Lynn Bowden. And if Trotman goes, he might be the second or third tight end off the board. I think he's going to break that mold of being a super productive rookie tight end. And I think I'll stick with the tight end, and then I want to give you one receiver. Harrison Bryant out of FAU. I think that he's a really good receiver. He played at a low level, but when you watch him against guys like Ohio State, he had some of his biggest games with zero help from the offensive line and almost nothing from the quarterback. I think that fantasy football is a lot about production, and you can get those production numbers from a guy who's going to be a red zone target. And then what about a late receiver, a guy who's probably going to be drafted in the sixth round? I don't know, maybe somebody out of Minnesota, maybe Tyler Johnson. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oh, Mello. no. For those that don't know, just look at Matt's Twitter history uh, with Tyler Johnson just fans. Twitter All right, I'll keep this he thing moving He was so right productive here. at Minnesota. He was oh, productive at no. Minnesota when he wasn't dropping the ball. I'll give you that. The brother rivalry is on. Episode two. It took a second episode to get us here. Right. All right. 
I'm not going to go into the tight end class because I think it stinks. So I'm going to start with the running back class and a guy that didn't even play running back in college, but he's going to make the switch. That's Antonio Gibson from Memphis. I think he started only one game at running back and he looked like a top five runner in this class. That's how talented he is. So you're looking for a day three guy that can play receiver, can play running back and was an electric kick returner. I like what Gibson can do in the right role. And we saw that with another Memphis guy and Tony Pollard last year in Dallas. So Gibson, you know, 4'3'9", 6'2", 221 pounds, he's got it. And then you look at wide receiver. I'm going to go with two guys that just aren't very flashy, but might find a, you know, a role on offense as a wide receiver three. These two guys catch everything. That's KJ Hill and Isaiah Hodgins. They are not going to go in the first three rounds because neither run extremely, extremely well, and they just don't have the flash as the top wide receivers. But they have two of the best drop rates in the entire country, and I think they're pro-ready, high IQ receivers that'll get on the field early, especially in PPR formats. I was really expecting Mel to say Devin Duvernay, you know. Like, oh, there you go. Texas guy dropped one pass in college really fast. No, he goes someone else. All right, that is our show. Find us on Twitter at Stick to Football. Find us in the Bleach Report app. You can subscribe to the Stick to Football stream if you want to keep up with the mailbags, the shows, the podcasts that we're doing. And you can still listen to those podcasts three times a week wherever you get your shows, Apple Pods, Stitcher, Spotify, at Stick to Football, at Annabelle Draftscout. He is at Mello and at Connor J. Rogers. There goes my voice, so there goes our show. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Stick to Football. Stick to Football.